Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Bicycle-Powered Smartwatch Heron. Um, I'm Jeff Ornithopter Kowalski. I'm Louisa Potato Clock Heron. I've definitely said that before, now that I say it. Oops. Yeah, that's probably fine. Is a potato clock a steampunk thing? I always think of it more as like a 50s retrofuturism thing. Now that's true, but here's the thing. It totally could be a steampunk thing if you had it power like an old-fashioned light bulb. Mm, If you really think about it, what is steampunk? I guess all you would need to do is replace all the numbers on that clock. What? Copper and zinc is all you need, right? Why did you Why did you interrupt my joke to say that? <laughs> I didn't hear you start to say a joke. <laughs> okay. All you would need to do is replace all the numbers on the clock face with Roman numerals, and then it's steampunk. That's true. Mm. Or Castlevania. Is Castlevania steampunk? What are you saying? <laughs> replace the numbers on the clock face with Castlevania? No, with Roman numerals, and then it's either steampunk or Castlevania. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Are there, like, uh, guns with gears on them in Castlevania? I feel like I there's some connection there. Is Castlevania steampunk? I mean, there's gear gating, am I right? What? Am I oh, right, yeah. guys? Mm-hmm. There's no, gear I gating? Gotcha. I get it. vaguely get it. I think he's saying that certain parts of the game map are uh, gated behind gear requirements. Yeah, it's oh. the definition of a Metroidvania game, is that it's a game that has gear gating. Okay. Then the that- word gear is in that, and that is a steampunk thing. Um, Does that every- mean there's Legend of Zelda games that are uh, gear gated, that are Castlevanias? Uh, Metroidvanias? I- I think that Zelda games follow, like the good ones anyway, follow a very similar structure to a Metroidvania, with the difference being that you can't sequence break. Yeah, I think I think that Ocarina of Time is definitely a Metroidvania. Uh, see, I would say that the one that most fits would be, like, Link Between Worlds, because you can do the dungeons in, like, whatever order you want. Um, although, I guess, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, they don't gate content behind gear in that at all. Yeah, well, and uh, Ocarina of Time, you can do them in whatever order you want. But Link to the Past and Link oh, to right. the Worlds are both related. Uh, they are gated in the way that you can't get to certain areas until you have certain equipment. That's true. You gotta use that hammer to knock down those little pegs that are, what are they? <laughs> right, but you have access to all of the equipment from the beginning by buying no. it from that rabbit. No! Yeah, in, in Link, Link Between, Between Worlds, worlds you, do. you do. Okay, in Link Between Worlds, yes, but in Link to the Past, definitely not. Yeah, Correct. Link to the Past definitely fits more, because you have a little more freedom with the dungeon order. Although, I, you know, I guess my Ocarina of Time opinion is based on, like, the first half of the game, where you have to do the, like, certain Sorry. dungeons in a certain order. Yes, that's true. But then once you get to Adult Link section, which is the majority of the game, it's pretty much you can do them in whatever order you want. Although some of them mm. are much easier if you've got certain gear, which is very much like Metroidvania. Mm. Link's Awakening kind of wants you to believe, like, halfway through, that you have free choice on the uh, dungeons, but it's pretty uh, hand-holdy about which ones you should be going to. You do have free choice to spend 20 hours delivering mail to people so that you can make friends with a mermaid statue? Is that what happens in that game? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, you give her her bra back. Do you really? No, it's, she has a mirror. <laughs> Don't listen to Jeff. No, yeah. in, in the in the English version of the game, the mermaid needs a necklace, but in the Japanese version, it's her swimsuit top. Boo. Is it just two big purple seashells, like in <laughs> everything? <laughs> 
Uh, I think it's probably represented by a circle made of four pixels, because that's what <laughs> Game Boy games are like. Yes, that's yeah. true. Uh, every Castlevania has an area where you go in the clock tower, so that's what I'm going to say makes oh. it steampunk. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, got him. <laughs> Is there robots? I think there might- are, are there, like, clockwork monsters? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I I'm, feel like that's a thing. I found a screenshot where, for some reason, one of the bad guys appears to be Shovel Knight. Okay. Sure, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, he had to start somewhere, Jeff. He had to pay his dues. Yeah, he's, he's moonlighting game. since construction was shut down for the <laughs> pandemic. Yep. I feel like Castlevania probably falls victim to a lot of Japanese games, which is when they try to imagine Europe. <laughs> They've got that idea that crosses Victorian uh, uh, Rococo French and, uh, like, King Arthur, but also, like, Germanic tribe times. Yes. So. Well, we do that to J- J- Japanese culture all the time. Yeah, so. oh, yeah We're no, like- I totally know what you mean, but I feel like that's why there's a bit of a trope that, for instance, a steampunk person in an anime might dress like Louis the Fourteenth. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah, that's <Is> radical. <laughs> Can you imagine going to, like, the Steampunk World's Fair or something dressed as King No, Arthur? I can't imagine that. <laughs> it would be very funny, though. No, I just can't imagine going to the Steampunk World's Fair. I went once for half a day, and there's literally nothing to do there except for, like, I guess, wait for people to compliment your outfit. Buy but artisanal since, leather gloves. But since everyone is there waiting for other people to compliment their outfits, no one is actually doing anything. Uh. I googled steampunk French Revolution, and the results are disappointing. There's, like, not really anything. Yeah, Could you somehow wear a costume to the steampunk World's Fair, or some similar steampunk gathering uh, of a steampunk guillotine? Hmm. I feel like a guillotine is such an elegant machine on its own. <laughs> what could you do that would make it better but steampunk? You'd just be complicating uh, things clockwork to raise the blade back up so you don't have to pull it up and down <laughs> with the simple machine of a pulley <laughs> yes but oh, it has to be a complicated machine because it's steam yeah it's steampunk okay, okay. <laughs> uh when you said Listen, steampunk- i just need to pour more water and stoke the coals on the guillotine for another couple of hours and then we'll be ready to toss what else is but there. but you don't have to have a human executioner being confronted by ending the lives of other people because mm. the robot did it. I guess so, yeah. Mm. We kind of saw uh, that with firing squads having some blanks already. What about we? the laws of robotics, though, Matt? Oh, yeah. Mm, what about that? That's true. Yeah. I forgot that they programmed that even into just <laughs> steam engines that are powering yep. clockwork. Exactly. <laughs> that's why they all have a potato somewhere in their gully works, because <laughs> the potato is the moral center of a robot. <laughs> it's true. Potatoes are the most moral root vegetable. We all know this. They're the moral center of my diet, for sure. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> There's um, nothing about your diet that's moral. Yeah, that's on. true. <laughs> Uh, Matt, when you said uh, the phrase steampunk gathering of, I really wanted you to finish it with the juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a whole... Oh my god, I'm blacking out from the power of that idea. <laughs> it sounds like the worst event you could possibly oh attend. Yeah, it might be. Uh, I googled steampunk juggalo and I do not like it. <laughs> Wait, do you not like it in a way that it's really great and I have to look it up? Um, it's just, like, no, none of it is 
there's not enough crossover in these images for it to be good. <laughs> it's mostly you're getting either steampunk or juggalo, and then one person is a juggalo with like old timey harlequin paint. Oh no, which is, that seems steampunky. I want to see someone drinking Fago out of like a cool uh, Erlenmeyer flask or something. <laughs> is what I want. I like that one of these pictures in this Google image search is just a man in a suit and tie with clown face makeup smoking a cigarette. That rules. <laughs> He's neither a juggalo nor is he steampunk. Ooh, one of these pictures good. is a steampunk Darth Vader helmet. Ooh. Is Darth Vader a juggalo? Is Darth Vader steampunk? Uh, I mean, when I've you make I've seen the helmet. steampunk Darth Vader. Does that yeah. count? If you make the helmet bronze covered in rivets and put one of those World War One German spikes on the top, then it becomes a steampunk Darth Vader helmet. I guess we don't know what powers him. Maybe he is powered by a potato. Hatred. Well, no, he powers his biological components. He's yeah. got a radish in there, the most immoral of all the root mm, vegetables. <laughs> that does make sense. Yeah, radishes are pretty bad. We all agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Matt, what'd you do this week? Uh, so I, in my constant search to find things to distract me from everything, uh, spend a little, every day I look at YouTube to see if there's any new videos up that I think will, uh, make me happy. And this past week I had recommended to me, are you guys familiar with the YouTube channel Watcher? Nope. No. It started earlier this year by three guys who used to work doing all of BuzzFeed's, um, comedy content, but they left BuzzFeed because everyone knows BuzzFeed is a bad company that does bad things for their content creators. Mm. Um, so these three guys left and started their own thing. And I got this channel recommended to me because they have a series called Puppet History, uh, where okay. they are doing little, like, they, they have a puppet narrating a story from history, and it's great, you guys. It's like, it's what drunk history used to be before they got so fucking big for their britches that everything now has to have, like, Oscar-winning movie stars in every skit. (laughs) This is just, like, quaint little cute, you know, $10 budget skits about, like, weird stories from history, and I love it so much. So this is, like, the opposite of drunk history. (laughs) Are you joking? (laughs) Jeff? What? Was that a joke? I can't tell. Uh, I guess. I literally <laughs> one second ago said it's like what drunk history used to be before they got too big for their bridges. Did you not listen to anything I said at all? Mm, I guess not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if the puppets <laughs> makes me think it's family appropriate, whereas drunk history isn't. It does not make it family appropriate. It is not family appropriate. Oh, okay, cool. Um, no, it is just... It is... They certainly have the same sort of pie of spirit as the old drunk histories. It's just very nice to see, I don't know, like people doing it because they think it's funny as opposed to, I feel like a lot of drunk history now is people trying to do it to promote their careers. Do you guys get that vibe from drunk history these days? (laughs) I feel like they fell into a thing with really good intentions, which is they wanted to tell history stories on drunk history that people don't know. Yes. That are true, serious, important things to know. Yes. And that's very good, but then it's not as funny. When it's, when you're fucking around with the, with what everybody knows about Ben Franklin, that's really funny, cause who gives a fuck about Ben Franklin? Like, you can say yes. whatever you want. Yep. But now they He's have to take bastard. the time to really be 
respectful of the historical figures they deal with, which is fine, but it's a totally different show, I agree. Yes, and I guess that's that's my point. I don't I still like drunk history. I'm not trying to say drunk history sucks now, but it's definitely not as fun to watch as it used to be because there used to be a certain like joyful just friends dicking around talking yeah. about stuff vibe that they don't have anymore. And this show has that. And I'm really I mean there's only four episodes so far cuz like I said it started earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um but it's really very good and funny and enjoyable to watch. So I highly recommend it. I haven't watched anything else on Watcher. I might give it a try, but uh Puppet History on Watcher, I highly recommend. Mm, okay. <clears throat> I um I have one question. If okay. I showed these Muppets to my father, <laughs> would he recognize them uh, as as his own? Oh, I see. No, these are not your daddy's Muppets. Okay, that's cool. What you're asking about. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> okay, I got I like it. Referring to all puppets as Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if they're marionettes and puppets at the same time, they're Muppets. <laughs> yeah, just like the Muppets are, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Marionettes and puppets at the same time is a wild concept. <laughs> you put your hand up them, but there's also, like, wires to control the arms. That's Sometimes. not a thing. <laughs> Sometimes there are. Sometimes they have a stick. I don't think I've ever seen them have wires and a hand at the same time. Well, that no, means wires stick- like a stick, not wires yeah. coming down from the ceiling. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. The other YouTube thing I've been doing is trying to do yoga, the, that famous YouTube channel, Yoga with Adrian, that everyone does. Never heard um, of it. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's just a thing. Like, everyone who's been stuck at home in quarantine and trying to be like, now I'm finally going to get my life together, yeah. started doing Yoga with Adrian. Um, and it's fine. I'm really, really, really unflexible, you guys. <laughs> yeah. To the point where, like, she'll be like, okay, now this is an easy thing. Just sort of put your foot up by your hand and then just, like, lean forward. And I'm like, put your foot by your hand, Adrian? <laughs> How? That's not a human body thing. And then I look over and Jen has already done it. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, I don't know how my body became such a trash pile. <laughs> yeah, but you don't do the stupid things you would do as a kid, where you just run around for four hours for no reason. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, does that help you with being flexible, though? I kind of feel like the reason that I got so unflexible is because I started exercising at a gym, and, like, I think that, l- like, waiting, lift lifting weights is, like, bad for your flexibility or something? I don't know. Your muscles are too big, you can't move your limbs anymore. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you made those rust muscles rock hard and now they can't bend. <laughs> I do think it's so freaky when you see those weightlifter people and you're like, you're there's no way you can bend your elbow all the way. Like, yeah. how do you scratch your face or whatever? Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> how do you- uh, That's a weird, wild thing. Yes. But I think, no, probably it's just uh, you're working out, but you're only working out in certain ways if you're building muscle, so you're not getting that flexibility, whereas as a kid, you're just doing whatever as much as you can all the time, so you're building unintentional flexibility. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And I, I think that, like, from what I've read, for most men, the biggest flexibility problem is in your hips. Yeah. Um, And I think it's just, like, 
you don't really do any exercises that stretch those muscles. And if you're like tightening your, I don't know, leg muscles, your thighs and your, your calves and stuff, it kind of makes it so that you're losing even more flexibility. Yeah, that's probably true. So, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm at a position in my life where all I can do to be comfortable is sit at a very specific angle and not move any part of my body. This is why you need that gamer chair. I have a gamer chair. I'm sitting in a gamer chair right now. <laughs> then you just need to live in the VR world where you're perfectly flexible. You were telling me earlier that your Star Trek game lets you bend your arm in terrible it, ways. It's true. It's horrible, but it's true. Yeah. Oh, Matt, I tried out... Um, Echo Arena, I discovered that is a sports game using the Lone Echo engine, so if you want to play around with what Lone Echo is like... Yeah, uh, maybe. Is it any the good? Uh, the movement is excellent. I don't really particularly like the sports stuff, because it's too action-y, which is hard to do. Oh, yeah. my stupid Echo just did a thing. Oh, I said its <laughs> name. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's recent. <laughs> yep. <sighs> That's the first well, that step to sentience, right? Self-awareness? Probably. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. isn't that the definition of sentience? I think so. I thought there maybe there were other steps. <laughs> step one, self-awareness. Step two, done. Gotta know what <laughs> hot Step two, dogs self-actualization. Are. Please come to my TED Talk. <laughs> yep. I don't know what self-actualization is. I keep hearing it, and I'm like, yeah. I uh, do know that if it's part of sentience, then I am not technically sentient. <laughs> I think self-actualization is, like, getting things done. So if you were self-aware, you'd be like, I'm hungry. If you were self-actualized, you'd be like, I'm hungry, and now I'm standing up, and now I'm going to the kitchen to make a sensible meal. Yeah, that's not me. No. (laughs) Oh, it's the realization or fulfillment of one's talents and potentialities. Yeah. That's definitely not me. (laughs) So it's like... Like, uh, becoming your best self. Yeah, exactly. It's a bunch of uh, self-help nonsense. They love to talk yeah. about self-actualization. Uh, I had to do a, a grad school assignment for that was related to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I had to resist uh. being like, no, this is garbage, actually. <laughs> People need psychological stimulation just as much as they need, like, food and shelter. Like, it's not like you have to get food and shelter before you're allowed to be happy. That's stupid. Yeah. It's amazing how much, especially in psychology, the, like... Uh, tried and true fallback theories and stuff are all just based on some usually old, usually white man a hundred years ago sitting around being like, mm, I bet this is how people are, and just <laughs> yeah. writing it down, and that's the whole basis of it. No, I've like, said this before about the famous Greek philosophers. People, yeah, that's people true, People like too. Plato, who were, you know, comfortably well off, could just sit somewhere and be like, you know what, I bet farmers should do? Here, I'm gonna write a few hundred words on yes, what farmers should true. do every day and how they should farm. Yeah. I mean, that's what's know. so wild about reading, like, you know, whenever you're online and you venture into the horrific nightmare that is Twitter and you see, you know, libertarians yelling at people like, all the people of color need to do is blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, look at what Plato said in the Republic or whatever. I'm like, so you're just citing a 2000 year old version of the shitty thing that you are. Yeah. <laughs> like the, a, a guy sitting around thought experimenting his way into ex- into like, expertise on every subject, that's what you want to be? 
Yeah, it's uh, pretty wild. I've seen some excerpts from, uh, like, incel message boards, and the way they talk about, like, no, no, this is what women are, this is how women work. No, no, you're wrong. This is how women work. <laughs> like, oh, it's man. all I, total nonsense. I they think don't I talk- work. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think I talked last week about watching Streetcar Named Desire, the national theater production that they put up on YouTube, and watching that, you're like, Wow, Tennessee Williams really did not understand women at all. No, he didn't. <laughs> because like so much of that that play is is Stanley being like, "Hey, you know, uh Blanche, you're a piece of shit and I want to smack you in the face." And she's like, "Oh my god, we need to have sex right now." <laughs> you're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh. but like consider what if he was really handsome? <laughs> What if he is a Paul Newman, for instance? Was Paul Newman the one who played him in one of those movies? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, famously Marlon Brando. Like, yeah, that's a if, good choice, young Marlon Brando. If Marlon Brando told you that he was going to slap you in the face, you would have the same reaction. Um, uh, maybe, but, <laughs> like, so the only thing that happens in that whole play is two sisters both like, violently want to have sex with the same man. That is the whole plot of that play. And the man in question is constantly drunk and furious and throwing things at them. (laughs) And it's, it's to the point where you're watching it and you're like, is this a, is this a joke? Is this Tennessee Williams a (laughs) probably, almost certainly gay man making fun of how dumb women are? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like he didn't, I'm thinking also about the glass menagerie. And the women in that are a horrible old harpy who's scheming to get this young man set up with her daughter. And the yes. daughter who's just a complete nothing, a complete wet blanket with no personality whatsoever. I, qu- I actually quite like The Glass Menagerie. I think that the daughter character is good if directed well, because the idea is that she appears to be a wet blanket on the surface. And then, as the play unfolds, you find out that she has like a deep inner life that is important. I don't feel like it's realized enough. I see what you're talking about. I, there's the start of it there, but I don't feel like it goes far enough, and she's very much at everyone else's whims throughout the play. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I feel like a lot of Tennessee Williams's stuff was trying to critique women's place in society, or I should say critique society for the way that it forces women into these roles. Yes. But then also... It seems like Tennessee Williams had some very strong incel tendencies of like, but women really just want to be subjugated or whatever. Yeah. I feel like the mother in that is very much like, fuck you, mom, writing for whatever Tennessee Williams thought about his mother. (laughs) That is true, because the main character of that is a guy who's like, I never want to get married, and I just want to drink and smoke cigarettes all the time, and my mom fucking sucks. (laughs) You're like, Tennessee Williams, I know that this is a self-insert. Come on. (laughs) Oh, very good. All right, we took him down a peg. <laughs> yeah, take that. True. All right, uh, Louisa, what did you do this week? Um, I baked bread this week. We've been talking about that lately, but I really tried uh, something new, which was a cinnamon swirl loaf. Mm-hmm. And I think it came out pretty well. Not perfect, but definitely a lot better than other uh, bread loaves I've baked. All right. And uh, it was kind of complicated, so that felt really good to succeed. Was it. this an enriched dough? I suppose it was. It did have egg yolks and a little bit of sugar in the dough, yes. Okay. It was meant to be like a white sandwich loaf, but then it has a cinnamon and sugar swirl throughout it. Hmm. 
So I had to make the dough and then let it rise, of course, and then, like, press it out onto the kitchen counter <laughs> into oh, yeah. a big rectangle and then cover that with cinnamon and sugar and then roll that up and then put it in the loaf pan and let it rise again and then bake it. I yep. made um, jalapeno cheddar rolls this week and... I did a very similar thing where I had to press out my dough into a big rectangle so I could put the filling inside. And hearing all the little bubbles pop as you're pressing the, the dough out into a rectangle is so depressing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I thought you were going to say it's awesome. <laughs> all those bubbles would have been so good, I bet. They would have made the bread taste so good. Now, you got to punch down the first rise. Everyone knows. I know, but but it's so fluffy. It's so light and airy, and you're just like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> My um my sandwich loaf that I've been making, I also pound out into a rectangle and then roll up, even though there's no filling. Mm, what if there was a filling? How about that? Yeah, what if next time, maybe? Jelly. Maybe I'll put, like, garlic butter in there or something. That'd be awesome. Pesto? Yeah, can't go wrong. I mean, that's not really a filling, because that will melt instantly and then just be in the bread, but that still sounds good. <laughs> yeah. You can make a paste with roasted garlic. That would be kind of a filling. Yeah. 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 But will you? Will you do that? Nope. <laughs> uh, pesto will be good. Uh, that hoagie spread that we've been talking about lately of tomatoes and peppers that's like a spicy spread, that would be awesome. I can't believe that they thought that was an okay name to call it, because <laughs> that sounds like something that I would genuinely enjoy consuming, mm-hmm. and yet the name of it makes it so that I will never, ever try. I think it's perfectly fine. What's wrong with that? hoagie spread it makes me it makes it sound like they just put a sandwich in a blender and then put the goop in a jar (laughs) no no it's spread four on hoagies yeah does it's not good it's not a good name (laughs) how do you feel about submarine sandwich oil (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh how about grinder goo (laughs) no i'm saying submarine sandwich oil is real Get in the supermarket in a square That bottle. also sounds gross. Why not just call this pepper relish? It's That's what it is. Okay. What if you call it that? I mean, use it. Then I would eat it, but I'm not going to eat fucking hoagie spread, because that sounds like a Muppet, the Sesame Street character. <laughs> they probably call it pepper relish everywhere except the greater Philadelphia area. That's true. Well, then that sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, that would be good in bread, is what I'm saying. You're right. Yeah, probably. I I do like a good like sun dried tomato loaf. That's a good good flavored good. loaf there. Some olives in there, yeah. No. <laughs> Why do you gotta ruin everything with olives? No, olives are bad. Olives are good. You are wrong. No, they no. suck. Um, what if you chopped up some hot dogs and put them in there? <laughs> Ooh, okay, now we're getting real experimental. Yeah. A studded hot dog loaf. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean it worked for Auntie yeah. Anne's. That's true. Did it? I don't think that's how they do it. <laughs> they do. They wrap a hot dog in their pretzel bread, and then now it's it's hot dog bread. Oh, that is much different than chopping up a hot dog and putting it into a loaf of sandwich bread. <laughs> it's really only one step different. It's just cutting up that hot dog. Mm-hmm. What if I just put, like, a bunch of Italian hoagie meats in there so I have an instant Italian hoagie? I mean, do you typically have cooked hoagie meat? I mean, oh, you so get it toasted. <laughs> hoagie jerky. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were just talking about really good ways now. to ruin a loaf of bread. It's true. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, no, I had something good. What was it about? Oh, Jeff, you should try making pretzel hot dog buns, is what I think. Yeah, I mean, I've already made pretzels. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (sighs) (laughs) You have all that lie now. (laughs) I don't have that much. from remembering having made pretzels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was like three months ago. I was still (laughs) in quarantine. I was like, this will be over in a month. (laughs) We get all of my crazy out at the top. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can get back into it now. Yeah. Oh, no, I want to keep doing new things. I don't want to cycle back until it gets real dark. <laughs> but you bought so much lye, it's literally eating a hole in your uh, kitchen shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy so much, I used, like, almost half of it on that batch of pretzels. Okay. <laughs> well, that means you need to do at least one more patch of pretzels, if I'm doing my math right. Mm, oh, you know what? I used almost half of it, because I technically did two doses, because the first one exploded. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> So I guess I could probably do two more batches of pretzels. I watched a video of somebody making soap uh, Mm. this week, and they were, like, talking about all of the safety precautions you have to take when you're using lye to do anything, and all I could think of was you, Jeff, destroying your house. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't realize it reacted with aluminum. (laughs) That seems like one of the safety steps you should definitely do before using lye is looking up what is dangerous to put lie on. <sighs> yeah. It's true. But anyway, Jeff, what did you do this week? Um, I've been playing a lot of video games. Uh, I streamed yesterday for seven hours on Twitch. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, like, I... I figured out that I can stream from my Switch by plugging it into my Xbox One and streaming that to my PC, and then streaming the window uh, that's running the game to Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to work all right. I watched for a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's it like it. There was a delay for sure, but like that doesn't matter. Um, it it seemed to be uh, a good solution to use this gigantic Xbox as a capture card. Uh, so I'm going to play around with that more. See, like what else I can do. I played Night Trap, um, which is humorously bad. Uh, if it's on sale for $3, like it was when I bought it, I recommend it. <laughs> That's uh, a famous I, one from, like, the 90s, right? Yeah, it's okay. one of the ones that comes up um, as the origin of the rating system. It's like that in Mortal Kombat. Uh. Did you play that on Switch? Yeah. That's on Switch? Yeah, the 25th Anniversary Edition came out on everything. Ew. That <laughs> game is too grimy to be on my beautiful clean Switch. <laughs> the 25th anniversary remaster got rated T for teen. It's not even gross. I mean, it's gross in an I don't I'm not saying it's gross in a like a overly sexual or gory way. It's it's just squalid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of the you so the the gameplay is you have to uh you have eight um, security cameras uh, on eight different rooms. And it's, you know, it's actually like a creative idea for an interactive story. Um, the interactivity sucks, though. But, like, <laughs> the there's people in the house moving through the house, and you can, like, follow them from room to room. Or, like, there's people talking over here and over here, and you can look at either of them. But, your goal is to stop 100 bad guys from getting into the house. Um, and there are certain ones where if you miss them, 
you just get a game over and you might not even know why. Nah, um, yes. And I had to just use a guide to like find out what time codes they were showing up at. Mm. It, it was very frustrating. Um, but they're, the way the actors walk is very funny because they kind of like, they don't really bend their arms. They're like crouched down a little bit, like <laughs> bent knee, like an umpire. <laughs> and then just sort of like crab walking. Like, I don't, it's Why? really, it's, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. These are humans. Like. <laughs> I think they're supposed to be monsters. I think they're supposed to be like vampires in ninja costumes. Yeah. But vampires aren't that kind of monster. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're not a weird walking monster. That's Frankenstein's. Um, but you have to wait until uh, they get into one of the uh, eponymous traps in the house, and then you hit a button uh, when the alert on screen tells you that they're where you can activate the trap. What uh, What time of day would you say you use these traps? Uh, mostly, like, the late evening. Okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I I think it's worth playing. I got the bad ending first because I missed the very last capture, Mm -hmm. so I had to start over and play, like, the last 15 minutes of the game again. Uh, a whole run is 25 minutes long, so, (laughs) um... It, uh, but, like, the bad ending was really fun because the main character gets bitten by a vampire and turned into a vampire, and this is expressed by her um, flailing as she is, like, CGI spun into a black and red void in space. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> I want that. Uh, there's a lot of talking directly to the camera because you're, like, a secret agent on the other side, and one of the teen girls is an undercover secret agent in the house. Mm. I don't <laughs> what, know. What operation are they trying to achieve with this, uh, teenage girl slumber party? Uh, they're trying to attract the vampires to the house so that they can capture them all. It's almost okay. like it's some kind of trap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Although I do like that the FBI in this is represented accurately by which, I mean, willing to make innocent civilians bait for monsters. Oh, that's the best part of it, is your, uh, your team is, is called SCAT. SCAT? I don't remember what it stands for, but (laughs) you're, you're a member of the SCAT team. Awesome. (laughs) I think it. Uh, but yeah, I recommend Night Trap. Uh, I then also played a, a game that I actually recommend called, uh, Pan Pan? Pan Pan? Pan Pan? Real, real quick, is Night Trap, do you think that's a, um, I never really thought about this before, but now that we're talking about it, do you think it's a inspiration for Five Nights at Freddy's? Uh, probably. Yeah. I think, I think that it, uh, despite the fact that it's very bad, it's like high, public profile thanks to the controversy means that it ended up being highly influential. Yeah. I mean, it, it like Jeff said, it's a good concept of a new way to interact with a game world. Yeah. Especially at that time when almost all games, the only way to interact with the world was with a shooting it yeah. with a gun. Yeah. Um, the, the, the fact that you had the ability to sort of manipulate the world in that way, I think, is quite revolutionary. Yeah. yeah. The the remaster is really cool, too, because I think that they shot a lot of this on film, so it looked pretty nice. Mm. 
uh, at the very least videotape, because it, like, it looked great compared to the Sega CD version, which is, like, four colors. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's just, like, I think that it's the type of thing that if Netflix did a movie where you could, where you controlled, like, which part of a scene you were in mm-hmm. at any given time, that would rule. But because, uh, it has this interactivity element where you intentionally have to go into rooms that are otherwise empty in order to get rid of bad guys so that you don't lose, mm-hmm. you miss a lot of the story. I, I think also it, like you said, a, a full playthrough is only 20 minutes or something? Is that what you said? Yeah, but it's got a lot of that, like, um, Dragon's Lair-style trial and error gameplay if you're not using a guide. Mm. So, like, you could end up playing it for several hours because uh, you keep losing. I think that that's an aspect of gameplay loops that a lot of games miss out on these days. And yeah. I don't mean the trial and error stuff, but, like, if a game, if you can play a game end to end in twenty minutes, I'm much more likely to just sort of be like, I don't know what the fuck. I guess I'll try this. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe this is partially driven by the fact that I've, I'm playing through Persona Five Royal and I'm eighty five hours into it and I'm not even halfway through the game. <laughs> but like, as I'm playing it, I'm like, mm, before I make this choice, I better look up what the right thing is, because if I get it wrong, I have to play 85 more fucking hours of this game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's something I like about the little point-and-click like escape rooms. Uh, They have a lot on mobile now, but they used to just be computer games, where you know that you're going to escape the room in under an hour, like that's how the game's going to be, so then you don't need a guide. You're like, no, I can figure this out, and you'll fuck around, and it might take you a long time, but you feel like you can get a control of it, and you do. You guys, I know that I've said this before, and Jeff, now you have a VR headset. Louisa, you need to get a VR headset, (laughs) because you need to play the room VR. It's so good, it's just an escape room, just like you're saying, and like you can just sort of teleport around to all the different stations in the room, and there's just little puzzles that all feed into each other, and Cthulhu is there, and it's great. Okay. I really, Yeah, that's next on my list. I really recommend it. It's maybe, I think it's the, I mean, it's definitely the only VR game that I've completed all the way through doing everything, and it's definitely the one I've enjoyed the most. Uh, I've been really enjoying Autica, which is the harmonics rhythm game, um... Is it just uh, Beat Saber? Everything on VR is just Beat Saber. <laughs> it is Beat Saber, but with guns. Oh, great. Uh, so you shoot, like, targets in rhythm, and I think that's very... It's very fun. Okay. Have you um, done Job Simulator yet? It's uh, it's also great. I have not, but I probably will at some point. Yeah. Um, one more thing, speaking of escape rooms, the other game that I played front to back was called Pan Pan, and uh, it's often on sale on the Switch for, like, three cents. It's one of those games where they game the system by making it, like, 98% off every other week. Um, Mm -hmm. It took, like, two or three hours, and is a really cool little, like, Zelda escape room type of game. Worth worth your time. Hmm. This is the one that looked like Monument Valley, right, that I was talking about? Yes. Okay. It does look very pretty. I don't know that I love this Art style. It kind of reminds me of Fez a little bit art artistically. Is that accurate? I'm just looking at pictures now. Um, it's 3D instead. 
Fez yeah. was like uh, Fez was like pixel art. I guess this is more like Donut County or something. Yes, it's like it Monument is, Valley is what it's like. It is like Monument yeah. Valley or Donut County, that one, but that's fine. um okay. Yeah, I don't know that this is my thing, but I see how it could be fun. Yeah, um, I got a random wiki page for us. Ooh. Well, that's a surprise. What a delightful surprise. Yay! Yeah, I I posted in the chat. It is called Brickipedia. It is the Lego Wiki. Oh, that's a really cute name. That is a cute name. Yeah, that's right up there with Wikipedia as uh, best (laughs) wiki names. I think this is better than Wikipedia, to be honest. I think probably. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing a black, uh, no, sorry, not black, a blue tiled uh, version, like you're looking at the top of a Lego, just spread out all across the back of the page here. <laughs> you sound like a grandma looking at the top of a Lego. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that when I reload the page, and then it disappears within a second. Yeah. I wonder why that keeps happening to you, Jeff. And to me, always. That's, and to you, Louisa. Yeah, whenever I'm like, I don't know what's going on, that's why. <laughs> But I can remember sometimes, like it's blue Legos. Uh, Brickopedia, it has a cool logo where the dots of the eyes are bricks, and then the dot of one of the eyes is a little Lego person head. There's some extra bricks. Yes, true. Um, It doesn't say, oh, it does say, actually, Welcome to Brickopedia, a free online Lego encyclopedia written collaboratively by its readers, known as Brickopedians. Mm. Site- oh no, that's an article. Click <laughs> yeah. through to that. <laughs> oh, it's just a list of users. It's a wiki meaning that anyone, including you, can edit. Uh, they all say that. I guess that's important <clears throat> for people to know. Um, we're the large. We're the. We are the fandom's largest Lego wiki, founded in 2006. Okay. Um, this is like well, maybe the best put together wiki we've ever done. It's got 34,000. Yeah, it's really nice. It is very nice. It's got it breaks down uh, Lego into all of the sub brands, mm-hmm. um, and even has pages for discontinued uh, themes. They call them. I'm an old curmudgeon about this, but I don't like that Lego has so many very set specific pieces now. When the whole point of Lego is supposed to be build whatever you want. Yeah, Louisa, just do the whole monologue from Community where he talks about this. I don't remember that. Wow. In uh, the when they had their biology class and their biology teacher is like, hey, while I was in prison, one thing I needed to ask you guys, what happened to Lego? <laughs> but it what used, did happen it, to Lego? It used to be so simple. Now it's all like Star Wars and Disney movies and stuff. I feel this way about uh, Pepperidge Farm as well, which was started by a woman whose son had a bunch of food allergies way back before kids had food allergies. Mm-hmm. So she was like, all right, no artificial colors or flavors, etc., etc." And now they fucking just put whatever in goldfish crackers. Yeah, that's how I feel about Briar's ice cream, which was always the, oh, yeah. this is the natural ice cream with only five ingredients. And now nearly every flavor is frozen dairy dessert. Yeah, yeah that's how I feel about video games journalism. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, on. I don't like when, I, I don't like when the, the, a uh, subgroup of people that I dislike do do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, parents, here at Wikipedia, your child's safety is of the utmost importance to us, and we therefore strive to do our very best to ensure that our site is completely child-friendly. That's pretty amazing. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's not, like, Lego porn. <laughs> 
There probably Jeff, is. Not official. Of course there's Lego porn. <laughs> no, what I'm saying me? is there's no, like, you Hold can on. buy Lego, Lego, Lego porn set. Why are Lego they having an official Lego porn set, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I guess Jurassic World is a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Or- that's the... The worst they get. Are Guys, any of the Star do not Wars? look up R- Lego Rule Thirty Four. Just so you know, I won't. Do no, I wasn't it. planning on it. I think I wanted to introduce the possibility of a new segment on our show. Actually, oh, okay, okay. Um, so this is actually partially inspired by a joke they made on my brother, my brother and me a while ago, but they never did anything with it, and I think we could. I'm going to, every time that we Google anything on the show, we should put in the first word and then try to guess, I'll have you guys guess what the autofills are. Okay. All right. If I type in, into Google, uh, what should I type in? Lego first or rule 34 first? Just Lego. (laughs) I'm going to type in Lego. Can you guys tell me what the first, uh, five autofills are? The Batman. Feet. No. Damn it. Star uh, Wars. Yes, Star Brick. Wars is one of them. Okay. What'd you say, Bricks. Jeff? What? Bricks. No. <laughs> uh, sets. No. Is this boring? Brickopedia. Yeah, <laughs> I, you should have let me type in Rule 34 first instead, you guys. <laughs> I don't think that would be more interesting. It'd just be more depressing. Yeah, do that. <laughs> I am, okay. Uh. <laughs> what? All right, who's guessing first? <laughs> the first autofill, I'm just going to tell you because it doesn't make any sense, is Rule 34 document request. <laughs> this is directly related to you and your work. That's the problem. Oh, fuck. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you got confused. Like, oh, I work with document requests all day, but oh, this is crazy. <laughs> is there a little clock next to it? Have you searched for sexy document requests? No, none of these have a <laughs> clock next to them. I don't know what Rule 34 document request could be, but you're right that it probably is because of, of my job that that came up. This sort of fucking haunts me because I looked up some words in Italian several weeks ago, and now whenever I type anything in, like I start typing uh, Animal Crossing, it'll be like Animal Crossing Italian? No, fuck you! Why would it be that? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, guys, I'm noticing a major gap in this uh, themes page. Uh-huh. I don't see Bionicle on here. Maybe they don't count them because they have their own wiki? Maybe, Maybe. they spun off and they had a bad breakup? Yeah, I mean, Ninjago is on here and they have their own wiki. Oh. We did the Bionicle wiki, didn't we? Yeah. We did the Bionicle subreddit. Oh. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, no, different podcast long ago. I'm going to look Bionicle up on the wiki. I mean, I guess that's like how there's no seeing Reddit on the Hack the Net wiki, because we hate that format, and we'll never mm. go back to it no matter how much our fans ask us to. <laughs> yeah, fair. I got a uh, random page that's so bizarre, I'm trying to figure it out. That's what most of my brain is devoted to. I'm sorry, I'm Oh, slow. you know what? It's because Bionicle is a subset of the Technic line, and Technic mm. is on here. Oh, okay. That does make sense. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. What, so what's what's the most recent activity on this here wiki? Uh, Star Wars minifigs? Oh, wow, there's a very good Chewbacca with a bowcaster. <laughs> and also a bazooka or possibly bow staff. Um, there's a 
There's a Wado minifig? Uh-oh. That's, yeah. They decided to go with Wado? Every... I guarantee you that much like the other types of action figures, every, uh... Every goddamn Star Wars has a Lego minifig. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe. I don't know. But, like... When you say every, you don't mean every. There, there's no salacious, salacious crumb... <laughs> Uh, minifig. Uh, are you is. sure? He's a named character. Alright. Salacious, Salacious Crumb <laughs> Minifig. <laughs> there's there listings on eBay. That. Yeah, there is a Salacious Crumb Minifig. I don't think there is. Do you have a picture of one? Yeah, I went over right to images. Here's Ula and Salacious Crumb. Oh no, the Ula is fake, but the Salacious Crumb, uh, the other pictures are real. (laughs) It's a knockoff Salacious Crumb. (laughs) Yeah, no, that one that I was looking at with Ula is, but the other Salacious Crumbs are real. Here, I'll give you you the link. Okay, I was gonna say, I clicked on the link you posted, but that's not it. I'll give you the link to its Bricklink page. It probably has a page on Brickipedia, which I should use. Well, it's too late for that. (laughs) This is not a minifig. That's true, it's not. I guess. I mean, it's not. Is it's, there... It's that a minifig is a specific thing, and this is not that. Is there a Jabba it's, the Hutt playset because he's too big to be a minifig, isn't he? It's in the category minifigs on this Lego Nerds website. I trust them. But, like, it's not articulated at all. It's just a thing. It's just a prop. It's not a character. Oh, there's a Jabba the Hutt figure. He's not a minifig. He's big, and he comes in- He's a macro fig. He comes in separate parts, and he's, like, all smooth, which goes against the Lego aesthetic. Mazurously post-smooth Jabba. (laughs) Who is Cad Bane? Uh, he is the best Star Wars character. He's a bounty hunter from Clone Wars. He's got a blue face. Yeah, he's really cool. He seems boring. What a terrible name. He has Cad a cool Bane. robot That's voice. Nothing. He's a space cowboy, which is fun. Yeah, there's, there's gotta be a better name for a space cowboy. Like, literally any name would like be better than... Maurice, perhaps? Mm. Here's Jeff, the can you main... put that sign at the end of the episode, please? Yes, please. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, he's the main... Uh, like, this is a show where George Lucas was still working on it, so all the characters have terrible names. <laughs> yes, that's fair. Some, I mean, listen, Salacious Crumb is a great name for that character. No, it's not! I hate that he just uses verbs and adverbs and shit as people's names. That is I think that's great. (laughs) I especially don't like that Salacious Crumb has a middle initial. What? What is it? B. Salacious B Crumb. Like, why? (laughs) Because he's a Muppet, Jeff. Every Muppet has a middle initial. Oh my god. Like, they show some of these Salacious Crumbs in season one of The Mandalorian, and they're in cages as if people eat them for food. Like, they shouldn't have middle names. (laughs) You know what, though? He was invented during the disco era, and that's a very disco name, isn't it? Yes. Also, Jeff, you're telling me that if somebody raised chickens and they're like, here's my chicken, his name is Chester T. Cromwell, you wouldn't find that adorable? I wouldn't want to eat the chicken as much. (laughs) As much? You still would a little bit. I know that chickens are essentially plants that move around, uh, because we've breeded all of the, like, feeling out of their brains. Yes. But, like, if I encountered a new alien and there was a little laughing primate that had a middle name, I'd be like, 
is that a person? Should I be eating that? <laughs> You're already eating it. You already have a mouthful. <laughs> Should I be eating this right now? <laughs> Should I be eating this uh, Dave jerky? <laughs> okay, but, Jeff, an added complication here is what if they were delicious? Mm. Yeah. People are probably delicious. We've yeah, we talked last week about how we were going to eat people. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I see a theme emerging. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. This Jabba fig is ridiculous. Is it? Did Je- was Jeff right that it's smooth Jabba? It is smooth. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have uh, the Lego angles to it. Mm. It's gigantic. It comes in several parts. It's smooth. It has those little claw hands so it can hold stuff like the minifigs can. Well, that's something, at least. It's I more guess. than Salacious Crumb got. It's true. Is oh, he yeah, he is smooth. He, oh, did he get thrown into the Sarlacc pit? I think so. Probably. No, didn't he just get choked to death? That's what happened to Jabba. I don't know what oh. happened to Salacious Crumb. Oh, I thought we were talking about... Okay, <laughs> we're talking about the protagonist, Salacious Crumb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does he die in the movie he stars in, Star Wars? <laughs> I can't tell the scale in these pictures, but this Jabba the Hutt looks like he's the same size as the yeah. Salacious Crumb picture. <laughs> it's no good. It's really no good. Uh, he died in the explosion of the barge. Sure. Uh, as That's far as we know. That's what they want us to think. Yeah. He's come back and save the universe. Like Boba Fett. The Fan. rise of Crumb. <laughs> rest, in, rest in peace, Salacious Crumb. Yes. Salacious B. Crumb is a pretty good juggalo name, too, I'll just say. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm, yep. It's a little steampunk, though. It's roller steampunk. derby name? No. <laughs> it's none of the things that you need for a roller derby name. That's true. It's neither it's not violent a nor feminine. Uh, salacious. That's a, a sexy word, at least. Yeah. How is that either of the things I said? I feel like you can use a sexy word in your roller derby name. Give in, me, cite your sources. <laughs> Give me an example. No. <laughs> Ooh, he's got you there. Damn it. You can't rip about that. Aha. Yeah, you got me. Uh, Louisa, give us your random page. All right. I have to click on it again because I accidentally went to that Java page, but I did put it in the chat for you. I got custom Avengers training room. It is rated an acceptable custom. And there's a warning that this is a customs article. This describes a custom creation, custom theme, or other fan material made by a Brickopedia contributor. It has not, is not, and will not ever be officially released. I do like that the background on this page is red Lego texture instead of blue to, like, extra warn you, this is not, this is not official canon. Yes. Um, Avengers Training Room is a Sparrow 9988 custom in his Avengers Assemble theme. It says it has 91 pieces. What we're seeing in a picture is computer graphics. We're seeing Captain America, Falcon, and a Stark Tech training robot against a completely plain black uh, and gray wall that has the Avengers A on it, and there's like a little console. Yep. I don't understand how this has 91 pieces, and this looks boring as shit. <laughs> I mean, it's probably 91 pieces, like, all the bricks that make up that wall, and the, like, pedestal that the c- console is on. I guess The robot so. looks like it's at least, like, a dozen bricks there. I guess yeah. that's true. Uh, it's kind of like an octopus-shaped <clears throat> robot. Um, it's red and uh, gold, though, as is appropriate for Stark Tech, I suppose. Uh, how... how- this person is so techno- technically skilled to be able to create 3D models of custom minifigs, and so 
uh, imagination deficient that they're like, mm, what would be good to have in a superhero training room? A wall. Yep. <laughs> and I, that's it. I think a that gallery. I feel, I suspect that this is made with some kind of software yeah. that the Lego company offers. Yes, I'm, I'm sure, sure it is, but they created these. I mean, are there Avengers minifigs at all? There must be. Probably, but I don't. I doubt that they look like this. I do like that this Captain America doesn't have his mask on, and he's so you got, can see his glorious golden locks. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of gold hair, like he's uh, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah, uh, Falcon. Um, Falcon Sucks. is wearing a red and white oh. suit. Uh, he has wings. Um, he has a weird pompadour style hair cut, and he seems to have Juggalo makeup on. Is this part of any? That's his mask. That's just his mask, yeah. You can see his eyes and mouth through it, though. Yes. Yep. He has one of those Gambit-style masks. Oh, Louisa, you might know him better as Snake Eyes. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never get tired of that, and Jeff will never remember what we're talking about. It's true. (laughs) I currently don't, and never will. (laughs) But, um... So I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to look at this image of Falcon and make it make sense with anything. He didn't wear a mask like that in the movies ever, did he? No, this is all Avengers okay. comics okay. stuff. None of this is related to the movies at all. Okay. Here, I'll I'll send you a link to an image. Okay, that's good. But yeah, the gallery is just pictures of uh, the two heroes looking at the wall, pointing at guns on the wall, walking around the base which has nothing else in it, and then the robot is there sometimes. <laughs> this uh, action figure of Falcon picture you sent, Jeff, is aggressively angular. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's almost his, like it's a Lego. It's oh. like his body was carved out of ice. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying now. He's got the he's got like a, a domino mask, but it wraps around the back of his head and exposes his nose and mouth, whereas yeah. the Falcon figurine seems to have red paint on his face in those parts. Oh, I see. No, that's just the color of his skin, I think. His hands are not that color. Well. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing that now, too. Yeah. Um, I weird. do think that I summed it up perfectly when I said it was a Snake Eyes-style mask. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, I'm alarmed, looking more closely at the picture Jeff gave us, that uh, he has completely cut out sides of his uniform all the way down to his waist. <laughs> so he's wearing, like, one of those muscle tanks where they're just cut completely open at the sides to show off your ribs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't see... I, that's not what I'm seeing, but... Yeah, that's not what I'm seeing either. I like your... No. Oh, no, I see. The picture, second image, yeah. yeah the oh, there's a second, second image? image. Oh, Jeff said two? Yeah. From the children's cartoon, and for some reason they decided to give him a sexy <laughs> Yeah, costume. they really did. Oh, my God, but he's chibi. <laughs> he's yeah, I also hate head. that he only has four fingers. <laughs> Oh, this is awful. Yeah, both of these are pretty bad. Falcon is a bad character, and I genuinely don't understand why they put him in the Avengers movies. Uh, I I think we all know why, because they didn't have any other uh, characters of color to add. Yeah, but there are so many better Avengers of color than Falcon. Are there? I wouldn't know. He's been a prominent character in the comics for, like, 40 years is why they put him in the movies. I mean, I guess that's the, also the argument of why they put Hawkeye, the only character worse than, than Falcon, <laughs> in the movies. I thought he did great think, in uh, uh, Ant-Man. He was in Ant-Man, right? Yeah. Okay. He has Hawkeye? a fight with Ant-Man. Yeah, he's barely in it. He's in it for one scene. Yeah, but he got to um, be funny I, for a minute. 
I like Falcon in the comic books. Uh, I think Anthony Mackie is a mediocre actor, and that's probably the major problem with him in the movies. That might be true, but he has that kind of charm where you're like, this guy seems, seems alright. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the show coming up, because he, he'll be like the lead yeah. and probably have stuff to do instead of being like a side character who's kind of like useless because Thor is there. Yeah, I, when I went to see Winter Soldier, I didn't know anything about it going in. I didn't know he was going to end up being Falcon in it. And watching it, I was like, oh man, this guy's cool. Like, I like this actor, and he seems very charming. I can't wait to see what they do with him. And then when he turned out to be Falcon, I was like, fuck, <laughs> this is so dumb. Like, Falcon sucks because his quote-unquote superpower, I guess, is having a thing that would work for anyone. That's well, a lot of them, though, is the thing. The comic, the comic book one can talk to birds psychically also. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell oh, if no. that's a point for or against in your world. I, I mean, he does actually have a superpower in the source material. In the movies, he, he just does wear a suit that anyone could wear. Yeah, It's just wild to me that they did this in... In Captain America Winter Soldier, when Falcon gets access to this wingsuit, Mm -hmm. he's not like, okay, I found this super great wingsuit that would let people be able to fly and do cool shit. Here you go, Captain America. You are obviously the right person to wear this because, like, you're already going to be doing a lot of shit with superpowers. He doesn't need it, though, as we know. (laughs) Yeah, he can famously jump very high. No, I think he's good in the movies because he's a parallel to both Captain America and Bucky that they were regular people who have uh, changes to them or uh, things given to them that help them out. And that's like, like, that's it. Yeah. But... I like when he dual wields machine guns and flies around Wakanda shooting all those aliens. That's so dumb. <laughs> that's yeah, that's why I like it. Could do. It's cool though. It's pretty cool. You gotta admit. Give, give that wingsuit to like Wanda Maximoff so she can fly around magic. Oh my god. When you mentioned that Hawkeye is the only character worse, I completely <laughs> forgot about Wanda, which is how much worse she is. <laughs> She's so much better in the comics, though, than she is in the yeah, movies. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think Falcon that it's also better good in the that- movies than he is in the comics, so maybe we just have to yeah. accept that. I think it's really smart that they're giving all the characters that people kind of don't like TV shows so that they can convince us to like them. <laughs> I th- I, I just wanted Falcon. I just wanted that character to turn out to be any other superhero. I guess. Okay. I just think that Falcon, the wingsuit, is so stupid because, like, it was made by the military. It's not even like he built his own wingsuit. Like, why aren't we seeing hundreds of soldiers wearing these every scene of the Avengers? Yeah, they even yeah. make reference to it being like a uh, a program where there's other yeah. people who are yeah. trained. To there use was it. a whole squad. Yeah, that's what the Blue Angels are, really. Am I right? Mmm, ooh. The MCU version of the <laughs> Blue Angels. Yeah. Um, I got a random page, and it's custom, colon, Stella. Um, it is, is this three-card name Desire? <laughs> yes, it does not... It doesn't have the approved uh, logo. The background on this page is a red Lego brick. I said that from- already about Louise's one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the entire text of the page is, 
Stella Demigod, daughter of Hades, good friend of Andre, <laughs> Daniel, and Eris. There are very few spaces. <laughs> I love that description. You know her. She's friends with Daniel. Remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I met her at a party one time. And Andre, which is how you spell several names. Oh, boy. Incorrectly. Yep. Yeah. Um, who does this person think Stella is a demigod for Greek mythology, I guess? Because Eris is mentioned. Uh, Appar- and daughter of Hades. Oh, that's true. Apparently, there is a canonical Lego set called Legends of Chima. Chima? Kima? I don't know. Hmm. Um, I think Chima. I think I've seen ads for it. And it's all kind of mythology-themed, maybe? Hmm, I'm suspicious. Uh, but not real mythology? Mm-hmm. Leonidas? Oh, it's like lion people fighting against bird people? What does this have to do? Oh, there's a gorilla. Oh, there's gorillas and crocodiles and ravens, too? Oh, these ravens are cool. Oh, actually. it's like every- a, um, fucking, uh, Thundercast thing, right? Yeah, every set has an animal motif. Yo, this is actually cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're losing him. <laughs> Matt gets uh, Stockholm Syndrome so fast on all these wikis. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh man, I one of these guys skill. is a bionicle. <laughs> Straight up, the, the Chi Panther is is like halfway down the Legends of Chima page. It's just a bionicle with a panther head. Yep. I like That's awesome. Iris is some kind of warrior, and she has blue skin, and she has a eagle-themed uh, armor, helmet and everything, and then wings that are, like, transparent fire wings. I li- she has, like, a double-headed axe or something, maybe, to yeah. fight with, but it looks like a very cool guitar. <laughs> it does look like a cool guitar. Is that, Whoa, is that why they're the called spider- axes? <laughs> the Spider Tribe minifigs are awesome. See, Jeff is agreeing with Uh-oh. me. This is an awesome set. <laughs> I really like the, uh, well, first off, I love the idea of a character who's a centaur, but instead of a horse, it's a spider or a scorpion. Yeah, and there are uh-huh. two minifigs of that in this. Ooh. I also like this guy, uh, what is his name? Uh, Sparacon, who is just a regular <laughs> minifig, but with a spider head, and then he has four arms coming out of his back. Gross! <laughs> There is one uh, member of the Beaver Tribe, and his name is Breezor. <laughs> I feel like we're crossing uh, into He-Man territory now. He looks like an Ewok. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that this is all kind of a riff on Thundercats He-Man type stuff. Yeah. I think you got it exactly right, Louisa. That makes sense. I, Kids always like that kind of shit, because it's real easy to understand. I love this. <laughs> Yeah, and it also seems extremely like it's for uh, cooler, older kids. Yes. Like me. It's for yep. me. This is a set for me. Okay. Are you going to be Do they one? still make this? Can I get some? <laughs> uh, I think it said it was discontinued in 2015. Yes, damn. Might be oh, the uh, star theme, Speedors, with a Z. Which seems to be some kind of race car, Chimas. Oh my god, yeah, it's the you can like, pull them back and let them rip like a... Those little tension-coiled cars. Pretty cool. Oh, this Does Ninjago awesome. still exist? Yeah, Ninjago still, still exists. Is that, they got a theatrical movie and everything. Is that not just pronounced Ninjago? Uh, in the commercials, they say Ninjago, I'm pretty sure. That's weird. Guys, this Eagle Tribe Interceptor <laughs> plane looks so cool. It has oh, no. wings and claws. <laughs> We're losing him. Yep. Rest it's in so peace, Matt. Good. <laughs> 
<clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. this I'm getting flashbacks. I'm seeing a set and there's a sheet of the stickers that you stick onto your minifig to be the armor. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Remember trying to put that stuff on and getting it slightly wrong, and then it's just fucked up forever. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you've got a little white ghost of where you put it on the first time forever <laughs> after. And also the sticker keeps peeling off because you stuck it twice. Yeah. Oh, good times. I wonder how expensive it would be to pick up, like, a bunch of Lego Dimensions stuff. Yeah, I, I always want, uh, like, I'm trying to figure out, is there a KB Toys som- somewhere that just has every Legends of Kima set and I could get it all for $20? Because I might do that. Uh, let me answer that question for you. Is there a KB Toys somewhere? The answer is no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Toys like R Us still existed. One. Oh, that still to- is just boarded up with all the Kima figures? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the true holy grail. <laughs> um, I think that... Lego Dimensions was like the best Lego was the best brand choice to do a Toys to Life uh, video game series and it tanked so badly yep mm-hmm. agreed uh, but like you can do stuff like play the fun Lego games except you're Sonic in the TARDIS so <laughs> you can make your own crossovers I genuinely can't tell if this is a sales pitch or a criticism <laughs> no I like the idea of just like it's like playing with Legos, except you get to play the sort of blandly fun uh, Lego game. Mm. Yeah. The, like, video game Lego games are, you know, they're fun. It is wild that Lego couldn't come up with a video game in the the mold of Minecraft to, like, yeah. capitalize on that, given the fact yeah. that Minecraft is literally just Lego. Yeah, that Digital is very Lego. weird. There are Minecraft-themed Lego sets as well. There are. That was one of the autofills when I typed Lego into Google, was Lego Minecraft. But mm. why Why didn't they... Like, I would much rather play a Lego version of Minecraft than actual Minecraft, because uh, as much as actual Minecraft is fun, it's very clearly made without a, like an aesthetic theme behind it. Yeah, yeah there's Lego Worlds... Yeah, is that any good? It seems like it was bad. I watched someone play it, and it looked complicated. Yeah. But I imagine it's not complicated if you know how to play it. Well, isn't that every game? Oh my god, we were talking in the Discord about how the the next uh, Pokemon DLC expansion is coming out in a month, Mm -hmm. and... Holy shit, the idea of trying to remember how to play that game is so daunting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went back into it to get a mystery gift uh, the other day and was like, oh, I forgot, you don't select continue, you just like hit A from the title screen and you're in the game, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need to uh, figure that all out again. Should I get into Lego Worlds? No. Uh, I'm gonna just say pick no. it up next time it's on sale. It's on the Switch and the PlayStation. It's on everything. Matt, all you need to do is go to eBay, make an account if you don't have one, and start to put up an alert for any of the things we talk about on the show, and then if it's ever, like, under $10, that's when you get the thing. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But Lego Worlds might uh, isn't an eBay thing. It's a computer thing. Okay, true. Yeah. I thought you were get talking it. about the sets again. 
Uh, just add it to your, like, Switch wish list, and next time it's on sale, you can pick it up. It'll probably be, like, half off or more. Yeah, I will never play an MMO on the Switch. It would be a PC game or nothing. It's not an MMO, I don't think. Uh, I mean, it... Hmm. Oh, isn't it? Wait. No, it's it's Lego Minecraft. Oh, I thought it was Lego, like, World of Warcraft. Yo, there's a monster pack! <laughs> you could get a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde minifig. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we're devolving. <laughs> I feel like we're becoming absorbed by these uh, wikis. And I thought that I'm... everyone complained about how we didn't like any of the subjects of the wikis, so I'm trying to <laughs> embrace my enthusiasm for the subject matter. Right. Are you trying to give us a random page? Yes, my random page is minifig head storage container large Ooh. mail. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, it is a bucket that is shaped like a minifig head. Uh, oh, cool! I've seen you this. can keep your Legos in. I've seen this in real life, and it's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, and I had a bunch of Lego, and we kept it in like an orange bucket from Home Depot. <laughs> yes, because there is no, there was no storage, there was no themed storage solution for yes. Lego in those days. And remember, our dad I, made us a play station that was. Um, Jeff, don't make a PlayStation joke. made you joke. a PlayStation? Yeah, there we go. I, I caught you. I fucking okay. caught you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gave me a pause and basically told me to, so... That was uh, uh, several of those, like, 10 by 10 inch uh, flat pieces that you used as ground to start building on. And yep. he glued, like, four of those to a piece of plywood to make a bigger station. Yep. Because the company didn't fucking offer such a thing in the 80s? Correct. Insane! <laughs> Yes. So that was pretty cool, and I liked having it. It was good, although it was always the thing. I mean, th this is the story of my life, but you would start out like, okay, I'm going to make this huge thing, yeah. and then you would start making one wall and be like, fuck, this is taking forever. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Or even and more then, likely, you're like, one leg of this statue, I have it exactly how I want it. Oh, wait, I only have 30% of my Lego bricks left. Yes, that's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yes. The, I don't know, when did they start doing sets? Like, you could buy a thing and it had all the pieces to make the pattern that came with it. I remember we had a Lego pirate ship in the early 90s, maybe? Yeah, and a Robin Hood treehouse set I had yeah. that I played with all the time. So maybe like by the late 80s they were starting to do that sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, it's a very good idea. Um... Well, until it gets to, like I say, the point where now every piece is specifically the thing, and you can't really use it for something else without being able to tell. Yeah, do they sell just generic Lego anymore? Yeah. I think they mm -hmm. do, but I think you have to buy it in bulk. They also sell their own, like, themed sets that are generic, like, this is a construction yard, or, like, this is the Lego police station, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I know about that, but I mean, like, can you just get a big bucket of, like... Here's yeah. all these bricks. Yeah. A bunch of those little two two piecers, because those are the most hard to find ones. Yeah, those are good. Those are the good ones. Yep. And any clear yeah, pieces know. so you could build like a window? Ugh. Those are like How gold. did Lego get both DC and Marvel characters? I feel um, like I feel like one they of them licensed them. I feel like one of them should be like uh erector set only exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, the video game, they didn't use any, um, the LEGO Dimensions video game, they only used Warner Brothers properties. Is LEGO Dimensions the MMO one? No, that one is just Disney Infinity, but LEGO. Or Skylanders, but LEGO. There is a LEGO MMO, right? Yes, LEGO Universe. Okay. I'm not crazy. Sure. They just it, named it, them all so similar that it's impossible to remember which is which. It only ran for two years. Yes. That's so. fine. I'm still looking at this page, and I like that the theme of this head bucket is storage. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's, theme it fits under. <laughs> that's the most popular theme amongst adults <laughs> yes. in, in general in life. <laughs> yep. Oh, good. I want to know more about the classic theme. I can only find a page that's, like, classic theme from 2015 onward. Because I do want to find what was the first, like, set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like even for a comprehensive wiki like this one, the problem is always when you're like, I want to find out the history about this thing, which I know is 30, 40 years old. But people are really only interested within the last, like, five years of the thing, so you can't find good history stuff. Yeah. Uh, the very first train set was released in 1965. Oh, okay. Uh, 323 train. Uh, okay. and it I is a typed... train that you build, and it comes with all the parts and the instructions. I just typed first Lego into Google. What do you think the number one autocomplete is? Set. Nope. First Feet. Lego. Feet? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the first Jedi. <laughs> Something to do with Star Wars. Nope, it's first Lego League. What do you think a Lego League is? No, I don't want to know. Competitive Lego. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just, just an ideas guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just restating the question. Someone else, <laughs> someone else is jumping to figure that out. <laughs> uh, it looks like the first set was 001, Gears. Oh, um, which was just steampunk. a bunch of gears. Mm-hmm. Is that a set? I don't know. That doesn't seem like a set. That seems like just more pieces. Um, how about gears? Uh, gears motor set, which is a, a three-piece little motor that you make. Ooh, I had that. I had that, and I built a Van de Graaff generator out of it in our <laughs> living room. Yep, and you use this, of course, with the gears set. Yes. Uh. You know what? No, this is all too freeform. This isn't what you're talking about. No, yes, that's what I'm saying. I don't think this yeah. counts as a set. Okay. I think we're running out of steam, because I just keep staring at <laughs> pages on this yeah. wiki. I feel like, Louisa, did I hear a moment ago you calming yourself down from freaking out at how boring this episode <laughs> is? A little bit, yes. <laughs> it's because I started staring and thinking about, there's a minifigure collector's box, which looks like a little briefcase that you carry your minifigs in, and it made me think of how many toys in the 80s were like, here's a little briefcase for your toys. <laughs> <laughs> here's a little suit you can wear as you go to work. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's so strange. Ronald Reagan broke our brains, and the only way to be a human is to be a little tiny businessman, right? <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Okay, well, let's... We're we're done? I think so. I, I right. guess. Okay, so Lego's very good, and we all are going to get back into it. <laughs> sure. Um, all right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Tell your friends about the show. Spread the word. We very much appreciate every time anyone does that. 
Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. And if you want to join our Discord so you can talk to us directly, you can uh, message us on social media. I'm on social media at MattHerrod at Mastodon.Cloud. Um, I am on Mastodon also, Mastodon.Cloud slash at JK. Uh, you can find me on Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK. Um, those are the things I got. All right, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next time. But in the meantime, muscle, muscle, hustle, hustle. Muscle, muscle, hustle, hustle. Muscle, muscle, hustle, hustle. I cannot, I cannot believe I remembered that from last week. <laughs> it was very good.